0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scarlet Nation podcast here on the twenty four seven Sports Network. I'm Chris Akonis, joined by Bobby Darren, as we've got a massive, massive Rutgers football game to break down coming up this weekend, Saturday. Uh, the Scarlet Knights will head to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. There's an Indiana team that is uh, two and four on the year. And oh, by the way, if Rutgers wins, uh, they're at the six win mark they need to be at uh, to reach a bowl game. And Bobby, this. Really, this is really a game that one Rutgers, you know, if they win, the stakes are obviously very high. But also it's a game that looking at what this Indiana team has done, you know, it's hard to see Rutgers losing this game just in terms of the talent disparity from what we've seen so far.
1: Yeah, and. Indiana's just not had a good year. They're just, you know, not putting it together and Rutgers. It seemed like they, they tried every which way to lose the game against Michigan state and still came out on top. And I think Michigan state's a lot better football team than Indiana. So uh, I know you can't gauge it by what one team did one week and how they're going to play the next week, but uh, Rutgers is a better football team. And one of the biggest things I think is important to highlight is they're playing with a lot of momentum and confidence. Now, um, coming back from that win at Michigan state, I mean, it just, you know, something like that can light a fire under a team and, and, and propel them to even greater heights. And you look on the opposite end and Indiana's coming off a 52 to seven loss to Michigan in which they were just blown out of the water and you know Rutgers played that same Michigan team tough you know throughout three quarters it was 17-7 until that you know faded interception that that went for a touchdown the other way but uh, these are two teams Chris on opposite ends of the spectrum and and Rutgers is trending up and I fully expect them to win this game
0: yeah and it certainly feels that way going in Uh, now just to recap uh, the situation with Indiana they're coming to this one two and four Back-to-back losses uh, at uh, Michigan, 52-7 to last Saturday. And then a couple weeks back, they lost at Maryland, 44-17. to uh, Only two wins on the year against Indiana State and Akron. And Akron was an interesting one back in week four because that was a game that went into quadruple overtime. Uh, Indiana mm-hmm. finally came away with the win, 29-27. Um, and if you're a Big Ten team, that's a game that you know, no disrespect to Akron, but that's a game that really should not be going to quadruple overtime by any means. I, I think that just sort of um, that recent stretch, I think, really just encapsulates what Rutgers is facing on Saturday.
1: Yeah. And uh, you, you put it perfectly. I mean, you should be able to put away Akron without four overtimes. And, you know, another interesting stat, Chris, uh, wrote something earlier um, on Tuesday uh, in the three games against Ohio State, Maryland and Michigan. Indiana was outscored 119 to 27 now it's the, you know, the lopsided wins uh, weighted heavily in, in favor of the other team. And, and, um, you know, they're in, a, they're juggling quarterbacks. You know, when, when you're in the midway point of the season and you're flipping quarterbacks from one to the other, it's never a good sign. So, um, this is a team that, that's reeling. I mean, do they have the fight left in them? We've saw Rutgers go there a couple years ago when Indiana was struggling and, and they just didn't even look like they wanted to play. It was a 38 three final. And, um, you know, if Rutgers wins this one, they're five and five against Indiana since, you know, they just started playing them when they came to the big 10. That's the best showing they have against any big 10 team. Um, it seems like they just have their number in, in more than one sport. We, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that one for another time, Chris.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's just been a recently, it feels like the pendulum ha- in, when you look at the way these two programs have gone, just in general, beyond just the head to head. You know, a couple of years ago, it was yeah. Indiana that was on the rise. You know, one of the up and coming stories in the Big Ten, Rutgers was just starting the rebuild under uh, Greg Ciano. Um, you know, fast forward a couple of years, it looks like things have completely flipped. Rutgers is on an upward trajectory, um, mm-hmm. and, and Indiana just looks kind of adrift at the moment to be honest now of course Rutgers still has to go out there play a clean game of football execute um and all that stuff um not taking anything away from that um but you know just looking at the numbers you know I have a hard time not seeing Kyle Monungay you know having his way in the running game this is not an Indiana team that does a good job stopping the run and that's really been the lifeblood of this Rutgers offense so um, you know, it, I think it could look a lot like, you know, how some of Monongai's other performances have gone where he just sort of gets stronger as the game goes on and starts to wear down the opposing D. And if that happens, Rutgers, I think, will be able to play a clean game otherwise and just, you know, just outplay them.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Indiana uh, in, in has given up more points than every Big Ten team except Purdue. You know, teams are averaging 29 points against them a game. And, and Rutgers could really, you know, dig in and, and, and try to really, you know, jam it down their throats and just, you know, take their hearts. And, 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 you know, when, when a team is running on them like that, it kind of demoralizes them. I asked, you know, I I mentioned before, I asked Kyle about that a few times and he said, you know, I can see them starting to hang their heads. I can see them The offensive linemen, you know, have said to me, you know, look, I know when these guys are getting beaten, when they're ready to throw in the towel and that could be the story. I mean, you could see guy just run wild, and it's a recipe for Rutgers success, really. I mean, um, you know, they'd really have to do a lot of wrong to lose this game, Chris.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, just to get the full number, I was looking for it a moment ago. Uh, Indiana has allowed 157.5 uh, an average uh, rushing yards per game. That's 90th mm-hmm. out of FBS teams Rutgers. Um, Of course, uh, you know, a much more effective uh, running team, 164.9 yards of rushing offense. uh, So you could sort of see, you know, how those two stack up. And I I do think Rutgers is going to have a relatively easy time uh, running the football. And, you know, we all see what happens then. Uh, You know, Rutgers likes to chew clock with those long drives, long methodical drives, um, not pass the ball a ton unless they have to. You know, I think that that kind of uh, rhythm really suits Rutgers personnel really well. Uh, And I think that it's going to play in Rutgers' favor if that's how the game, in fact, plays out. Mm -hmm. And, you
1: know, it's funny. I'm looking at these stats here, Chris, and Rutgers, you know, fifth in the Big Ten in offense, fifth in the Big Ten in defense. They're in some good company up there. And you look at offense, and Indiana's dead last, averaging 18.5 points a game. Uh, Against this Rutgers defense, it's going to be tough for them to score. Uh, You know, they're juggling quarterbacks, like you said, or like I said, and. It, it it just doesn't have to feel like they're going to come out and put a lot of points on the board. And and Rutgers with that grinded out tough uh, running game with Kyle Manungai just just really playing at a high level. It, it's it's I, I can't see where they're going to score the points they need to to defeat Rutgers in this game. So you know it's a five and a half I believe five and a half point spread now um, could fluctuate a half a point here or there. But you know if I'm a betting man I'm putting my money on Rutgers.
0: Yeah, certainly looks like Rutgers is going to have the edge coming into this one. And I think it's worth taking a step back because of where this Rutgers team is at five and two on the year. Um, you know, this is the not an easy game relative to, you know, the rest of the Big Ten, but uh, a game that compared to the back end of their schedule, because remember, this is Rutgers team, lost, Ohio State, Penn State and, and a really good Maryland team and a really tough Iowa defense um you know this is the easiest of the five games remaining you win this game you're kind of you know the team will never say they're playing on house money it's always about going want to know this season which okay. is how players and coaches look at it but you know as fans or journalists you know we kind of look at it a different way um you know okay. you're kind of you've achieved your main goal of reaching a bowl game and you can kind of be a little more loose and you kind of you know get the pressure taken off of you a bit and i think that that's a critical opportunity for Rutgers here is if you take care of business, you beat Indiana, you know, you've got a whole month of the season where you can sort of just pad your resume a bit and, you know, potentially earn your way into a better bowl game. Yeah. And I think this is all progress and and steps along the way. And I think it's important
1: to look at this season for what it is so far, five and two Rutgers is hung with Wisconsin and Michigan. It's a step forward in progress and they've taken care of the teams they needed to take care of. Handily, that hasn't always happened in the past. Last year, the 16-14 win over Temple, they escaped by the skin of their teeth in that game, and and that was a game Greg Schiano said Temple should have won. So um, you're seeing a lot of, of of steps. And even last week, you know, you, you talked about playing a clean game. They didn't play a clean game against Michigan State. Yet they hung around, stayed tough, and won when they played anything but clean. I mean, they were turning the ball over, missing opportunities. Um, it was a game they were almost seemed to giving be giving away. And oh, lo and behold, in the end, 27, 24 Rutgers wins in the past. They don't win those games. So um, the next step in, in that evolution is, is taking care of business, going to a bowl game. And then, you know, you have Iowa Maryland coming up and, and those are beatable teams, you know, Ohio state and Penn state are going to be tough, but you have a couple of games where, where you could conceivably win seven, eight games. I'm not sold on Iowa being great. Maryland showed us last week that the, you know, that they're, they're a beatable team. Um, They might have been playing over their heads a little bit, but you know, if they, they, they can knock them off, Chris, you know, we've been talking about bowl games this week because, um, why not? We haven't been able to talk about bowl games for a long time. So, um, you know, there's there's four possibilities realistic possibilities we looked at uh the quick lane bowl guaranteed rate bowl the pinstripe bowl and the las vegas bowl so um it's fun to kind of you know speculate which one would we go to which one would would you know we want to go to as as journalists um you know uh there's a lot of pros and cons with the well i don't say there's many cons with each one maybe in your pocket but um
0: (laughs) a lot of pros a lot
1: of positives about the bowl season chris Yeah, um, because
0: you're right. Those four bowls are are really where, what I think unless, you know, Rutgers really overperforms and ends up eight and four at the end of the regular season, in which case, you know, then we could sort of shift the the barometer a bit. But those four bowls are likely to be the ones that Rutgers are going to be in contention for. Um, Of course, the Quinkley Bowl, familiar to Rutgers fans, is the last bowl game that Rutgers had played their way into, not counting, of course, the Gator Bowl in uh, 2021. Pinstripe bowl was a staple of the early 2010 uh, Rutgers teams. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, each, each one, as you mentioned, has its pros and cons. I think, you know, understandably, a lot of Rutgers fans want to get to a bowl better than necessarily the pinstripe bowl or the quick lane bowl.
1: I'll say one thing about the
0: pinstripe bowl, though, um, just from a practicality perspective. Um, say what you want about playing an outdoor bowl game, cold weather. That's the only bowl destination that I think you could see a really massive, massive Rutgers crowd. I mean, think about it. First bowl game in nine years, you know, the fan base is going to be really excited about that. They're playing you know, an hour and a half or whatever it is up the road from Piscataway in the Bronx, um, depending on who they're playing. The other team might not bring a ton uh, of fans. You know, I think you could have a real home field advantage or as close to it as you mm-hmm. can get. If you play the pinstripe bowl, if you're playing in, you Know, Phoenix, Arizona, or Las Vegas, if you look at the attendance for those, those bowl games in recent years, it hasn't really been huge. Um, so, you know, it's, I'd argue from a football perspective, the Pinstripe Bowl might be better than I think some people are giving it credit for, but that's just me.
1: No, I, I, I see. You. And, 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 you know, you can go spend a day or two in New York City, it's, it's always a good trip when you go into the city. I mean, you know, um, so, uh, and yeah, and uh, you know, I was reviewing the, the Vegas bowl, which Rutgers would play a pac 12 team what's left of it. Um, but they would travel a lot better than Rutgers would to Vegas just because of proximity. Um, so it really wouldn't have a home field advantage. It would be a, you know, a neat trip to go out to Vegas and it's, it's, you know, um, December 23rd, I believe it'd be in prime time. Um, might be a, a good time for a lot of people to get there, get home for the holidays. Uh, but you know, they'd have to probably win seven, possibly eight games to get there. You know, the guarantee rate ball sounds nice, but like you said, how much of a turnout are you going to have in Phoenix? But, uh, you know, a pinstripe bowl, nothing wrong with that. And especially if you got an ACC team, you could beat up on them. I, I'm not impressed with the ACC at all. And in looking at that, there's a, there's an array of former big East teams that could likely be the opponent for that game. So, uh, kind of a familiar foe on the other side of the field, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And if you get matched up with a team that's relatively close by a win in a bowl game could also pay dividends potentially in the recruiting perspective, uh-huh. you know, a year uh-huh. or two from now Rutgers is in the mix with the team that they played, whoever that may be, you know, the coaching staff can say, Hey, we played them on a big stage and we beat them. So, uh-huh. you know, that, that, that's also another factor. That's not necessarily going to be the case if, you know, you're playing a, a pac 12 team in Vegas or, um, you know, a big 12 team in Phoenix, you know, it's, it's just a different, it's a, it's a different angle to it as well. Um, I, I would also say the other thing is uh, Vegas has the advantage of being prime time and on ABC. So you could potentially get some more uh, eyeballs on that from a TV perspective, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, also, I don't know. Have you seen the Raiders stadium, Bobby in Vegas? I haven't been out there. It's no, really I've, I've been well, to Vegas, I but been out not since. I haven't been out there in person either, but uh, just you know, watching it and looking at it, uh, and talking to a couple of friends who have been out there, it is a football palace. Like it mm-hmm. is ridiculously nice. Like it, I, I mean, it honestly puts all those the other stadiums that they would be playing at uh, to shame. So that's also another plus for me. So I, I think Vegas would be uh, a pretty pretty good uh, landing spot uh, from that perspective.
1: Yeah, I the, when I last few times I was in Vegas that they, they weren't playing the Raiders weren't playing there yet but um I probably wouldn't have known anyway <laughs> I wasn't too coherent in my Vegas trips so but uh uh, you know, it it would be a fun time. There's a lot to do for everybody out there. And, and I think it would be an exciting trip. But as I as I mentioned, you know, they're going to have to t- if that bowls a consideration gauging by how it's been selected in, in the past and, and how it looks to be selected this year, they're going to have to do more than beat Indiana, I think, to really have a serious shot of, of getting into that bowl. But you know, if you just go six wins, if you don't win the rest of the way, you know, you're looking at possibly pinstripe quick lane bowl again. Uh, I don't know. Guaranteed rate, bowl, you might need seven to get in there, but you know, it's a lot still has to play out. But I think the important thing is it's it's not just Rutgers on the verge of cusp, whatever being a bowl team. It's the steps that it's taken as a program to get there. Um, you know, I mentioned before all those little steps long way and you have a quarterback that's coming of age. You have a, you know, a multiple running backs. You have, you know, people asked about what, what, uh, you know, is there too many running backs back there to, to really, um, you know, feed and give the ball and keep happy, you know, with Sam Brown being hurt and Aaron young being hurt this year. You, Kyle has a big year. He can go in the draft this year. And then you have those two guys back for another year. Aaron has another year eligibility. Sam is only a sophomore. So, you know, it, it might really work out to Rutgers advantage in that way. If, if things play out, but I mean, I'm looking way ahead down the line, but Kyle's online to, to rush for a thousand yards. It will be the first time since Juwan Jamison did it more than 10 years ago. So um, a, a lot to really, you know, um, be proud of if you're a Rutgers fan and you know, it's funny, Chris did during halftime. People were ready to to call it a season against Michigan State, so you know we saw some angry posters and you know uh, calling for Shiao's job. All, all of a sudden,
0: we're talking bowl game. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you um, you know have a team that has gradually you know put itself in position to take those steps that you talked about, and it does really <laughs> feel like this is all coming together. Of course, this probably doesn't happen without the defense and just the, you know how good that <laughs> unit has been this year. Um, But you are seeing signs of progress in the offense. You're not going to take the offense from where it was last year to where you ultimately want to be as a program, uh, you know, in, in the first year, I don't think that's realistic. Um, But that being said, I do think, you know, given the, you know, where the offense was a year ago, I think you've seen a lot of tangible progress. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think you've seen it to an extent at every position group on the offense. Um, And I think you're going to see it start to come together even more. And I think, you know, Indiana is going to be a good opportunity to sort of get more in rhythm. And then um, there's an opportunity to make a statement in the back half uh, or the back third of the schedule, I should say, um, with the teams that Rutgers are playing. Uh, So I think Mm -hmm. that that is another opportunity. And, And I do think it's a milestone, you know, if, if and when you make a bowl game, that's a milestone because that sort of shows the college football world. Hey, you know, this isn't just, you know, if, if we're if we're talking about like a recruiting battle, go back to that part. You're not selling a future of we can get Rutgers to this point. You can get you could say Rutgers is already a competitive Big Ten team. And if I'm talking to you as a recruit, if I'm a Rutgers coach, I say you can help us take the next step beyond that. I think it just makes the recruiting pitch a lot stronger. Um, and I think that would ultimately be, in my opinion, the biggest benefit uh, if Rutgers is able to seal the deal and and, and get to that point. Yeah, and you know,
1: uh, you mentioned things starting to come together. I think on the offensive line, we're starting to see less of the the shuffling. It seems like they're they're starting to settle. On, on a starting five. Now that it, it seems it has a bit more continuity. I mean, Reggie Sutton came in and played, you know, played well. I mean, it wasn't, you know, the, an, an all big 10 performance, but you know, he, he played decent at right tackle better than what was out there. And, uh, you, Holland Pierce remains left tackle. You have Zelensky holding down the center spot and now Dunlap and Brian Feltz are at the guard positions. And you're not seeing as much of the fluctuation. I mean, in the past it was just multiple guys starting multiple guys going in and out. It felt, like they're just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping something sticks. So I'm curious to see how they kind of play out through these final five games. Uh, but there is promise. There is progress. So you're still going to have to, you know, retool on the offensive line a bit. And, uh, you know, it would help to get one of those transfer portal guys. But that's another story for another day. Um, and, you know, last I guess, you know, we're talking all these ball games, Chris. Which one would you if you had to pick, you know, which one you'd like to go to and cover? What 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 one would you uh settle on uh
0: well as much as i like the yankee stadium media f- uh food as someone who does some stuff in new york city fc on the side i would have to say vegas bowl would be my number one pick
1: vegas you can't go wrong with vegas right no. <laughs> it, has yeah?
0: yes, it has everything yeah uh, it has everything the city the I'm stadium everything
1: I'm not gonna argue with you there, Chris. That's that's it. And and it's the 23rd, so I'd be with home my kids on a holiday. So you know, I have to, we have to do the whole Christmas morning thing and stuff. So, um, you know, it would work out for me, famously.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, same on this uh, front here. The other two of the other three bowls are the day after Christmas, and that, um, you know, and, and I'm sure for a lot of fans listening, it's the same thing. It poses a lot of logistical issues. So fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. You know, if Rutgers gets the bowl eligibility you know, they end up in a suitable time slot. But uh, um, that's really where Rutgers stands right now. Five and two uh, with a chance to reach a milestone it hasn't reached in nine years and make a bowl game by reaching that six-win mark. They can do it against the Indiana Hoosiers on Saturday. Scrawl Nation will have complete coverage of that and everything leading up to it. So be sure to uh, stick around on the site. Uh, You can interact with Bobby and I on the message boards and get the latest Rutgers football and basketball news. Ra- basketball season coming up soon. Uh, so stick with us here on the site. But that'll do it for us here on the Scarlet Nation podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. Bobby am on I'm Chris saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.